Welcome to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kath, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Special thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Faith, do we have any patrons today? We do. Let's hear them. <gasps> Zoe N. Zoe N lives in a den. Olivia C. Olivia C. Come bowling with me. Jennifer H. Jennifer H. has a name that begins with H. <laughs> Philip S. Philip S. just made a mess. Emily S. Emily S. Works the letterpress. There you go. Hey, Faith. Yes, what's up? What did we do tonight? We watched uh, the 17th episode of season five of Star Trek The Next Generation. Is that TNG? TNG, as they call it. I dropped some Star Trek lingo. There we go. For the first and last time in my entire Mm -hmm. life. That you know of. Ooh. Uh, So this is uh, The Outcast. And this is the first episode in Star Trek history to deal with uh, homosexuality. And it is a... uh, What year did it come out? 1992. 92. Take me back. Clinton Uh, administration? Clinton Clinton won the election. Okay. So this was actually during Bush's first... Oh, the the tail end of Bush. First Bush. Bush won. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, this was, you know, during the time of... uh, Uh, Clinton was about to become president, and uh, everyone was still kind of a little conservative Mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. Well, we had all that Reagan-Bush. Yeah. I I mean, you and I are Carter babies, technically, but we did grow up in Reagan and Bush. We did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, it is uh, Star Trek is a show that really, uh, when I say a show, I mean a series Mm -hmm. of shows and movies. That really a tried, franchise, a franchise, if you will, that really tried to be progressive, and it's very interesting to look at it and and look back. when you look at something that's really trying to to be super progressive. It's interesting to look back on those time frames and realize how kind of not progressive it feels. In fairness, it couldn't have been perfect, but yeah. it's really interesting to see what writers in 91 or 92 thought the future would be and thought yeah. would be significantly different. I mean, they still had a white guy driving the ship. Yeah. actually, An old know, white guy driving the ship. Yeah, and it would be, it would literally be uh, Deep Space Nine, I think in 96, before they had a black captain. Okay. A non-white male captain, and okay. of course, Captain Janeway, that was Benjamin Sisko from Deep Space Nine, and then Captain Janeway from uh, Voyager was the first like female captain, mm-hmm. and then with Enterprise, they were like, let's go back to a white guy. <laughs> but it was always a diverse cast. It's always a diverse cast. Even and Martin it, Luther King Jr. had yeah. some input on the with first- With Nichelle Nichols. That's it. And she wanted to quit, and he said, it's important the kids see- a military commander in space who was also a black woman. Uh-huh. And she was and she was generally uh considered one of the first black female characters on TV who wasn't a maid. Fuck. And this was like the it was the sixties. Fuck. So, Still. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh Whoopi Goldberg was on the mm-hmm. show. There's always been old school Star Trek first interracial kiss. Mm-hmm. Asians, they had black Chekhov uh Russian on the bridge. Ooh. Uh so you know, it was it was it's weird that it's progressive in its own way. 
But on the other hand, looking back at an episode like 1992's The Outcast, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel very progressive. <laughs> I feel like we can call it clumsily progressive. Clumsily progressive, which, yeah. Which, in fairness, if you and I wrote a show mm-hmm. about a airport or hospital or cruise ship or whatever, 30 years from now, we'd get some stuff kind of right. Yeah. A lot of stuff super wrong. And either way, it would feel mm-hmm. kind of awkward. Yeah. So the outcast is basically there is this planet of people called the Janai, and uh, the Enterprise shows up to help them with the mysterious disappearance of their shuttlecraft. Mm-hmm. And the Janai are actually uh, a species that does not have gender, is how we're introduced to them. In mm-hmm. fact, the the captain's log describes them as an androgynous race. Okay. And basically the U.S. Kind of, or, uh, Riker, Commander Riker, the second in command of the Enterprise, basically teams up with uh, one of the Janai scientists. The pilots. The pilot, yeah. They're a pilot, yeah. To, uh, you know, explore what's going on with this and see if they can figure out a way to rescue the crew of this missing shuttlecraft. They discover it's like uh, essentially in a hole in space. Mm-hmm. And, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old episode, and kind of like a black hole, like it's absorbing all of the information yeah, or something. But not a black hole. Right. It's just a sort of empty area in it's space. A, it's, it's a, a null space. It's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Lacuna. Yeah, there you go. A hole. Mm-hmm. So, a uh, sciencey word Captain, meaning a hole. Or Commander Riker and uh, this uh, Janai pilot, Soren, uh, you know, get a little flirty while they're doing their, their shuttle research mm-hmm. and things like that and uh slowly of course they develop a an attraction what do you and, mean of course because it's Riker and Riker was the playboy Riker's always hooking up with people so Rik- Riker's the sexy one is that is I that- guess I think they were trying to make him like the Kirk Kirk was always like banging female aliens and stuff why didn't they make Picard the sexy one I guess because he's old and bald but bald doesn't and he's matter more cerebral. He was more cerebral. Riker was supposed to be a little more like, a little more Kirk-like. A okay, more so he's the Sam Malone. Kind of, yeah. Of the Enterprise. The Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, they end up being a, a little flirty. Soren and Riker ended up being a little flirty. Mm-hmm. And the uh, alien race, their supervisors, are like, what's going on with these two? Mm-hmm. They're being all flirty. And we then, don't have that on our planet and in our because culture. Because it's a crime to express any gender gendered behavior. Gendered behavior. And so eventually what happens is they have a lot of like, you know, nice just it's Star Trek, it's cerebral. So there's less blowing shit up in lightsaber fights and a little more like discussions of the nature of what it means to be human. Uh, clumsy though they may be at times. Uh but then eventually uh, it's illegal to express gender on this planet, and uh, Soren ends up getting caught, Expressing making out gender. with Riker, mm-hmm. and uh, gets electrocured. There's a trial. Psychotechnics. Psychotechnics. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, we'll get the, to that. Uh, so basically, Riker shows up at their trial and is like, hey, this is bullshit, and actually tries to like 
you know, break them out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, but when they go to break, when Riker goes to break Soren out, Soren's like, why would you want to break me out? I've been cured. I'm all happy now with mm-hmm. my non-gendered behavior. And uh, that's basically the end of the episode. All right. The forces of bigotry prevail mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first episode of TNG I've ever seen. Really? But you're familiar kind of with the concept. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Faith is the Star Trek girl, and I'm I grew up not? I grew up really enjoying Star Trek and the Next Generation. I sort of tried to watch some of the other shows, and I've seen episodes of them here and there, but Star Trek the Next Generation was the one I grew up on that I really enjoyed. And I have been rewatching it because hey, I gotta dilate for like forty minutes a day, so <laughs> Let's watch an episode today. I feel like it's kind of your comfort food. A little bit. A TV show. And I also remember a, a certain Christmas where I was in Chicago, my brother's in Chicago, and my brother-in-law, we were all in Chicago, and I was just texting you all day because I missed you and you were back here, and you were watching Star Trek, and I was like, hey, brother-in-law, Faith is watching Star Trek right now. And he's like, oh, which one? And I asked you, and you responded, TNG. Oh, okay. Which meant something to my brother-in-law. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I think she's watching TNG? And he's like, ah, oh, which episode? So yeah. so there's a whole Star Trek world out there yeah. that I'm not into TS, at all. TNG is basically... Some people use TOS to be like the original series or DS9 for Deep Space Deep Nine, Space but that's ju- that actually takes as much time to say as Deep Space Deep Nine. Sp- it does, yeah. No one's like STV for Star Trek Voyager, or like no. STE for Star Trek Enterprise. They or just say P Voyager for Picard. <laughs> Enterprise, got it. Yeah. Um, so there, it's this whole franchise that I've really never gotten into. Um, when I was a kid and like flipping through channels and would find it, it just seemed sort of sterile and boring to me. So I never never quite got into it. But Faith has been spending a lot of time with repeats. And, you know, you grew up watching it. I, I kind of get the appeal. I yeah. do. I think I get that it's a very, you know, it's not like Star Wars or Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. It's a very safe, padded, carpeted, <laughs> clean space no matter where you are and you're talking about reversing the radio frequency force and making sure that the faraday cage is triple ionic because of the specific uh, it's (laughs) because because otherwise a subspace anomaly won't be rerouted through the main temporal dish and then you've got a oh and then if we if we if we amplify the subneutron flux, then that might create a warp amplitude fluctuation that might reverse the polarity of the of the subflux. Yeah, it's techno babble is a Star Trek. I just wonder how my brain would be different if I had grown up watching yeah. this. <laughs> Probably not in a good way. Yeah. So I'm glad. I remember it, it one wasn't time I was thing. with my dad and like our car broke down on the side of the road, and I was like, "Why can't you just?" on the screen and just tap it away <laughs> bypass the power and then you go good to go um even in star wars they were like oh i just rerouted and bypassed and blah blah and i'm like yeah star wars on. just sort of it works yeah star trek is a little more techno babbly so this episode was designed kind of as a definite take on homosexuality it was a gay thing a ham-fisted metaphor for homosexual homosexuality because this is what star trek is known for star trek is known for like let's take a social issue 
basically disguise it with some aliens with some forehead rubber. Because <laughs> that's every every alien in Star Trek just has like a different bumpy forehead. Yes. And so let's, because that's, I guess, the easiest thing to do without interfering with people's mouths. Because you still have to have eyes, eyes and, and yeah. mouth for dialogue. So and... everyone's forehead gets bumpy in a different way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's take this particular bumpy-headed alien, this episode, in their particular unitards, and uh, let's have this metaphor. And so... and Do they... they have metaphors for race and sex? Yeah. And oh, definitely. And... Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's... One of the most famous ones is like there's one where they go to the planet where there's like two sides locked in a cold war and they're the Yangs and the Comms. Okay. There's the the famous episode of the original series where there's like is like black on the left side of their face and white on the right side. And the other is reverse. Yes, and they're they're killing each other and one side is mistreating the other and all this stuff. Again, not particularly. <laughs> subtle <laughs> in their metaphors but we give them credit so again again yeah. it's it's that issue of you're trying to do this metaphor of and like, so in this case it was the gay episode this was the gay episode it which wasn't which, a trans episode it wasn't it was about an, the existence it was an accidental was trans gay, episode in my opinion but it was the I at think the this, time, at the time it was, was the definitely gay the episode. gay episode but I, I was born this think, way my feelings aren't hurting mm-hmm. anyone well, we're going to fix you with psychotechnic treatment. Yes. Got it. So it's, it, to me, it's definitely an episode that also works for transgender. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it even works better for the existence of non-binary people. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, along the route from being a gay episode to an NB episode, yeah, it does also work for trans people. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about what your experience is watching. Well, this. I remember the first time watching this episode when what I year was I was I would have been about twelve when I watched it. So you would I have saw, seen it in ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I remember watching this episode. And I hey, remember everyone, my, Faith was born in nineteen eighty, and I remember my my conservative dad being like <laughs> shoving their agenda down our throats. You know, <laughs> they didn't really use the term snowflakes back then. Yeah. I guess it was just the agenda, but uh, I but it was a gay episode. No, Even I definitely, dad knew it was I gay. definitely, I definitely felt a little affinity with this episode. Okay. Not, again, not really. And there's something that the character Soren, the gender expressing alien, yes, in this, talks about. They're like, oh, I know that it was something different about me, and I didn't. It took me a while to figure out, but my whole life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of thing. Like I, I watched this at the time. I didn't quite know I was different, but I definitely knew. I didn't know it being trans gender was and mm-hmm. i definitely knew there was something like a little weird about me mm-hmm. um yeah so that was this was one i definitely recommend i definitely remember when it came on my like it came on my uh, binge feed on netflix and i was like oh my god cat has got to watch this we're gonna do an episode <laughs> about this and uh so it was oddly compelling to you even as a 12 year old yes even as your father scoffed mm-hmm. at it exactly You're like there's something here there is and okay. again it's it's ham-fisted it's clumsy oh, it's gonna be right yeah it and, and to me it, it definitely 30 years later we've advanced way beyond what they think the 24th century was gonna be like which i have a bunch of notes i will get to but what did you think of this episode so okay so i have two things going on here one is this really interesting approach to gender and uh, a non-binary species and also is my very first tng Ooh. episode so all i know about tng is 
you know, Picard. Um, I know Riker never sits down normal. I saw that compilation of how he always sort of straddles yes. a chair. And I think that had to do with some sort of back injury. Um, who's the doc? The the psychologist? What's her uh, name? Deanna Troy. And the Deanna ship's Troy's counselor. ship's counselor has sort of a deep V-neck uniform. So I've seen the meme online where everyone in the cast, including Worf, has a deep, elegant V-neck version of their uniform. Um, you know, like from SNL and stuff, I'm sort of familiar with the bits of yeah. being on the... In the in the foxhole, what's it called? On the dock, the bridge. on the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Why is it called a bridge? What the fuck does it bridge over? Um, I, I actually there is an episode of a YouTube channel I like to watch called Casual Navigation that mm-hmm. is all about nautical history and Sounds science like and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And they did an episode about it, and I will link to that episode because I don't exactly remember. All right, link down below. Yeah. Um, so I'm new to the show, and these characters, basically, in any detail other than what memes have taught me. And, you know, I didn't hate it. It was pretty straightforward. Uh, like I said, it's very safe and clean and quiet and sanitary and padded and carpeted. It's a, yeah, it's a flying hotel. It's yeah. a fly- it is a flying hotel from 1973. Yeah. But clean. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of... Waiting rooms uh-huh. from the early 80s, basically. You know, that, that flat carpet that you can vacuum mm-hmm. really easily. You could probably sweep it if you needed to, <laughs> which we now have in our home. Yes. Um, so so seeing this show, you know, I got the science jargon. I got the, ooh, we're all scientists and pilots and, you know, astronauts basically here. But yet human feelings take over. So Soren. Soren and the whole Janai race. You know they are genderless because mm-hmm. they have short, sleek bowl cuts. They all have the Mo haircut. Every one of them. But it's like even <laughs> sleeker than Mo. It's like yeah. closer to the scalp. Yeah. And they got the, the forehead, whatever. Uh-huh. And they have velour bodysuits. Um, Definitely form form hiding, velour bodysuits. Form suits. hiding, yeah. Yes. Not baggy exactly, but you, know, you see straight lines of mm-hmm. fabric. Uh, and knee-high boots. And the velour bodysuits could be muted orange, muted green, or muted green. <laughs> uh, and and they talked sort of stilted and whatever. And what I did notice is that there weren't... You know what? It was mostly female actors yeah. talking a little bit lower than their normal cadence. You could tell. I think they were reaching down a little bit lower um i think in the very first scene there was a male actor but he didn't talk at all there may have been yeah this is from uh i looked up the on memory alpha the star trek wiki about this so rick berman the producer tried not to let perceptions of what the public would find acceptable quote influence us too much in the choice of riker's opposite adding quote but having riker engaged in passionate kisses with the male actor might have been a little unpalatable to viewers. Mm, mm. Jonathan Frakes, the actor who played Riker, criticized the decision to cast women in the roles of the Janai and said, quote, I didn't think they were gutsy enough to take it where they should have. Interesting. Soren should have been more obviously male. Mm. Uh, we've gotten a lot of mail in this episode, but I'm not sure it was as good as it could have been. Mm. If they were trying to do what they call a gay episode, mm-hmm. quote. So You know, he's not wrong. Yeah. Like a, a a slender, sort of a little higher speaking than average, but really, 
I mean, in a perfect world, also, they'd have found a non-binary actor. But yeah, this was 1992. The actress they got so. to play her was also like five foot nothing and, you know, very yeah. slim. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not like attractive, and I'm doing air quotes here, not like conventionally big eyes, bow mouth. Uh, they didn't throw a lot of makeup. The character was, f- for most of the episode and what we were told, a genderless, or mm-hmm. n- I'm going to say non-binary person. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so I watched this episode. Um, they talk about psychotechnic treatment. I was gonna, I, put, I made that note. Psychotechnic therapy. I was going to say, Kath, you're the psychiatrist. <laughs> is that technobabble? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is technobabble. And I feel like I'm, I'm not going out on a limb here they want you to think about electroshock i think and or conversion therapy yeah they want you to think of something terrible because here's a character who thinks one way but that's incorrect and so we do quote unquote therapy and then they're grateful and the character soren talked about a classmate who got in front of the class and said how grateful they were oh no he he because actually that was one thing i noted soren consistently used the correct pronouns for this person for that person throughout yeah. yes we'll go to pronouns in a second because or that it's important Jani, yes. yeah so that Janai that soren called he and they identified as male and then they went for psychotechnic and then he got in front of the whole class and he said how happy he was to be cured and to be free from this and another interesting thing Soren said, is it seen as less evolved? Yeah. It's, did they use the word barbaric? No, these primitive. 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 That's it's it, yeah. primitive to have gender. So like, in, and, and reproduction is different on their planet. People fertilize a husk. Apparently it's pleasurable, whatever. But we're just talking about presentation. They and jerk off into a, into a basket. You jerk I off think. in a basket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I got from that space. Two they say they kept mentioning Jedi they mentioned like a husk. Jerk off in a basket. Yeah. I, I pictured it as some sort of external thing, like fish. Yeah. I guess. Honestly, it sounds immensely pleasurable to me. Yes. Perhaps I'm Janai at heart. Uh-uh. <laughs> um so okay. So Soren having grown up seeing a male be forced to pretend to be non-binary, understood the stakes faked it wanted to stop faking it when they she fell in love with Riker and all kinds of bad things happened um Riker tried to take the blame when he mm-hmm. when he bust into the the hearing or the trial or the trial it was a trial it's a word when it's a psychiatric condition I uh, forget what there? it's called but whatever um and and Soren was super brave and said no no you did not influence me I am female call me she i do want to make love to this bearded human very brave this is how i feel it's not affecting you so this is a nice sort of gets a nice speech it's a very a nice good speech, speech. It's it is a, good a very speech. good speech yeah and they mentioned yeah. they were born that way and I, I was born that's that way. where that is where lady gaga got the title of the song for real that's what you i'm going that, with. let's go with it yes <laughs> no she didn't but maybe she did but she yeah. didn't um and, uh, and that was a cute speech, and they cut to commercial, and then the head of the trial is like, yes, very nice, we're still going to psychotechnic you. And when Riker goes back later, like Faith was saying, Soren says, no, I'm happy, I don't want to leave, I'm better now, it's okay, they fixed me, thanks, bye forever. 
and Riker's heart is broken. Does that happen a lot? Does Riker like fall in love every other episode? You know, it's it's not every other episode, okay. but it's it's common enough okay. that it's a trope on the show. I, I think it's maybe like once or twice a season, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, there's plenty of there's plenty of episodes where like the crew go to the planet of bumpy heads and doomed that's doomed this week, and one of the crew falls in love, and it With depends on who gets whose character gets that episode that week. Understood. Yeah, this was a Riker episode. This was a Riker episode, um, and they rescued the two people who were in the quasi black hole so so that's okay um so all in all i feel like gay kids and trans kids in the 90s probably watched this over and over and over until they wore out the goddamn vhs tape like they i i get how this would be rewarding um and gratifying and and i'm seen i'm finally seen um more so the gay kids and the trans kids and certainly more but i feel like the non-binary kids were like there it is thank you there it is how do i go to that Mm -hmm. planet um so i'm glad this episode is also very non-binary in in like one way go on i feel like i feel like non-binary is not as restrictive as janai society where it's just uh here's the one way we present (laughs) i mean like that's how a a restrictive society will be right there's a lot of people who um upon learning about non-binary or finding out a friend of theirs is non-binary it's difficult if that person appears to present visibly female visibly male it's it's hard to get the pronouns right when your friend looks like a girl looks like a guy um, or at least what we would traditionally exactly, say. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that and was, and well, we've got friends of each. We've like, got yeah. binary friends who appear very androgynous and non-binary friends who do not appear androgynous. And, you know, fuck all y'all. Figure it out. Get the pronouns right. It's not that hard. Yeah. It actually is hard. We still make mistakes now. We do. We can cut that out. No now it's, it's I that. think it's... I mean, we're, everyone... Everyone can make mistakes, and it's mm-hmm. important that you know their mistakes, and it's vow important to that do you better. Tra- vow to do better and call out other people when they make mistakes. That was something I noticed in this episode. So Riker can't learn the damn pronouns. So basically, Riker and Sword, and like their first scene, are Riker's like Riker refers to someone on, on Janai as a he, mm-hmm. and Sword's like, uh, actually, we, we don't, don't say have, that. We don't have he's. Yeah. And Riker's like, well, what do we use? And Soren's like, well, we have other pronouns, but they don't translate. And I'm like, they don't fucking need to translate Soren. Yeah. They can just be schlub and nub. And, and like, and of course, fine. Riker's like, what do I say? It? Because that's disrespectful yeah. here. And literally every person they, they. I've ever met who's yeah. introduced to the concept of non-binary in a, in a real, mm-hmm. you know, hard and fast yeah. way, a family member, a friend, something like that. They come at me with that it bullshit. Come on. But they don't go to singular they, which is so obvious. They're so confused and uncomfortable. They skip singular they. Do I say it? Never say it. And I noticed that. I noticed that when um, Soren gets injured in an accident on this show, Mm -hmm. and the doctor, and then Riker comes into sickbay, and Doctor Crusher is like, "Your co-pilot is better." (laughs) They can't say she's better or. Snrub is better. But Riker says she the whole time. Yeah. No, once Soren comes out, I think. 
but yeah. not before then. But yeah. it was just, it's weird that they, they didn't quite grasp Singular They in 1992. And again, I think some stupid English teachers would be like, can't use Singular They. By the way, link False. down below to yeah. the whole episode's We'll link to Marion Webster. We'll link to Tom Scott. I think we've linked to them before. Mm-hmm. But like Singular Day has been used since like the 1400s. Don't insult me. Don't pretend it hasn't yeah. been. It has. This person um, cut me off. They were a real asshole today. It's you. You use it all the time, and you don't even yeah. know. It's fine. So Riker, Riker's like, well, I'll try to figure it out. But like, forgive me if I. Or no, he doesn't say forgive me if I make mistakes. He's like, you're gonna have to forgive me if I make mistakes. Right. He says it in a very much like. Um, you're the one asking something of me here. You'll have to do the emotional labor yeah. moving forward, which I have said myself to my shame, and mm. it's such a binary asshole thing to say. Yeah, binary asshole here checking in. And um, what else? What else? So I, I, I noticed that throughout the whole episode, they mix up sex and gender. Go on. Because sometimes they they talk about them being having no gender. Other times they talk about them having no separate sexes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are different things, and those are different things. Mm-hmm. And they, and again, ninety two, we weren't quite figuring We're not this there out yet. yet. Yeah, it was it was twenty um, years off at yeah. best. And uh, but so again, that is probably a mistake a lot of people still make. And mm-hmm. so, but it's mm-hmm. but it's wrong. It's wrong. Sex and gender are different things. Let's so, go masturbate over a basket. So Soren is when Soren is in sick bay. She's looking at Doctor Crusher, and she's like, "What's it like being a chick?" And uh, that's her exact. No, literally, um, that's from the screen. No, but she's like, you paint your faces, and you, oh, you have color on your face, and, and you, color on your, your nails. hair is more elaborate, and things like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the 24th century, because we're in the tw- okay. One makeup has been worn by men throughout history, but it isn't right now. It isn't it, except it, when isn't it is right now. And in '92, I think it still was. Well, like poison and okay. hair metal bands, okay. and I'm sorry, but pe- guys have been wearing makeup. For ages, mm, okay. I'm Since gonna call like bullshit. ancient Egypt and stuff, oh, it wasn't it wasn't the norm. I'm you. saying it wasn't the norm, okay. but like still, the idea that in the 24th century that no man on the Enterprise feels like wearing makeup. They actually did a thing on Star Trek: The Next Generation, TNG, TNG, where there was a dress uniform, not a dress uniform, but like a skirt and bodice version of the uniform go on and there are a few episodes where it, it didn't really end up being used a lot but there are a few episodes where women wear them and where men wear them and so that was like one idea they had that so that in a few was episodes, it a thing in the episode no, or did everyone ignore that the it men was were just in, in a background it was just like a guy in the background walks by wearing the skirts hmm. and again you never see any of the main cast in, in uh, them you don't okay. see any of the main female cast i think you actually see troy in them in later seasons and i think like ensign Rowe might have uh might wear one like once or twice but it's it wasn't common but they were trying to do this thing of like there can be dresses and men can wear dresses. Um, and so the idea that like, it's the 24th century. There's no non-binary people on the starship. Mm-mm. There's no. There's no gay people. There's no the gay. Pe- uh, the first gay person in a main Star Trek cast wasn't until Star Trek Beyond. Which year? That was like. 
four weeks ago. No, that was like two <laughs> years ago or something. And I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel old as soon as I as soon as I look this up. Fair enough. But that was the first time that they had like a main cast person be gay. Who what who just Su- casually the, said the, well my husband thinks Sulu blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Sulu in um the Kelvin universe. Two twenty sixteen. So in the Oh, in the Star Sulu. Trek movies, mm-hmm. um, the reboot, which with, were like Baby Spock, Baby yeah. Sulu, so baby that's Kirk. called the Kelvin timeline, and it's like a separate timeline. So they made Sulu gay in the third one, probably the final one, and uh, and that was Takei because was George like, Takei, yep. yeah, had come out, and so uh, that was the first like gay cast member. And they, they, Star Trek's dabbled in gay stuff. Like the gay character. Gay character. Okay. Like a gay, in the main cast. Like, yeah. I, like there was, there was an episode of, of TNG, um, a few, few episodes earlier to this where Dr. Crusher, female Dr. Crusher, uh, falls for a species called the Trill and where basically they have a, they're like a little, worm thing that lives inside another body mm-hmm. and so she falls for the worm thing and then the worm thing's person dies and so it gets put in a female body and she and, still loves the worm thing and she but she's like Happens can't handle female the female body. body interesting yeah and so they did an episode later on deep space nine where it's like one of the trill people it's like there is a woman and their ex is also another trill that's in a woman, and so they share a brief, I think, closed mouth kiss. <laughs> so that was so. There's this remove. Yeah, they, all as these far conversations as I know, they're theoretically starting. Yeah, there's always this remove. So if someone's like, "Wow, mm-hmm. let's talk about those two women in a relationship," someone else could be like, "Uh, hello." Just because the host happens to be a female body. That's not what we're talking about this episode. That's not what it's about. So they they played it safe. Yeah, and as far as I know, as far as I know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know only one trans episode hmm. of Star Trek, and it's a fucking embarrassment. And it was Star Trek: The Night Deep Space Nine. We have to watch it. Where the character of Quark, the the Ferengi, gets like a sex change for some reason, but it's like part of a a bet or oh, a deal God. or to like make a deal or something or maybe we don't want to watch no and uh i think like all the actors involved criticized it because the entire thing was played as a jokey laugh like and uh i think like everyone involved hated the episode and criticized it and so i uh, you know we're gonna not deal with that one but i i think the idea that there's no non-binary people in the 24th century again is it shows the fact that this was like 1992 did the writers and producers have good intentions? I think definitely. I or think, were they just trying to be different and push boundaries? I think Star Trek as a franchise has had this idea of prog- of being progressive and dealing with progressive topics. And I think they very much tried to do that. Like they did an AIDS episode and they did... Um, they've done a lot of racial stuff, uh, you know, and they're, they're trying to be very progressive. Gene Roddenberry was very progressive. He, who is that? He was a creator of Star Trek. Got it. And he died like literally a month before this episode aired. Mm. And, um, he, 
very much had this idea that it was going to represent a future where racism was a thing of the past or where bigotry was a thing of the past. Picard was bald. And it didn't matter that Picard was bald, the famous mm-hmm. saying of haven't they cured baldness by the 24th century? And his his comment was they wouldn't have to. It won't matter. Yeah. Whatever and, um, and so that was the idea. And so I think Star Trek very much tried to be very progressive tried to present this idea of a very accepting of difference and and i mean in theory at least that's how cultures go yeah right little by little slowly excruciatingly slowly you get more accepting more broad-minded more diverse but as we can steps see, steps forward, yeah. steps back, steps forward, steps back. In this episode from 1992, which is definitely trying to be progressive about ideas of gender and sex, you it does. What stands out is that it's it's sort of ignorant of non-binary people. It's ignorant oh, of a lot of the ways that we can be different uh, uh, about how gender is really a social construct. Mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Um, it, it really represents these ideas. From a progressive 1992 <laughs> mindset, sure, sure. and that does feel very dated right mm-hmm. now to look back on it 30 years later. Did you enjoy this episode? Um, I I liked her speech. I liked Soren's speech very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I rem- what I remember from this episode was uh, Horn Dog Riker. <laughs> And I don't like the I don't like the unhappy ending, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Riker's not my Riker's by far my like one of my least favorite characters on the oh, show. That's interesting. Yeah, okay, just because he's a prototypical cis hetero. Yeah, who is like sometimes predatory. I don't know. I don't know if he's predatory. There was one part where he he like kind of grabs her by the shoulders and is like, "Come on!" And mm-hmm. and it it was like, "But wait, I don't think she's come out yet, dude." You wouldn't also, do that to Jordy. Also, I didn't love that she said, what's the difference between males and females? And he went snips and snails and puppy dog tails. And I'm like, dude, this isn't a fucking joke. This person does not know what you're talking about. Don't open with a nursery rhyme. Also, also, you deal with new alien species every day. Mm-hmm. This is a legitimate scientific question. Mm-hmm. Maybe answer it. There's chromosomal differences. There are hormonal differences. Genitals. The, yeah. Breeding. Mating. They talk about mating. But he gets to that eventually, sort of. But it's like... But he dude, opens with this antiquated cultural relic? Yeah, it's bizarre. Why would you do that? It's Why bizarre. Why would you start the conversation it, that way? Yeah, because again, that's that struck me when we were watching up. So I'm like, dude, this is a legit scientific question. Yeah, and it would be cool to hear your real answer. Like if if I met a bunch of aliens that just had a bunch of tentacles and and a and like seven heads, I'd be like, talk to me about the heads and the tentacles. Yeah, what's yeah. going on? How and do you they, they would say, I don't know, I've had this my whole life. Yeah. Everyone I've ever known has had this. What's it like to have one head and no tentacles, yeah. weirdo? Yeah. And you'd be like, I don't know. And then you would grope to find some sort of language to make it clear to each I just, other. I, it's just odd that on when you're when you're literally on a mission of discovery mm-hmm. and your goal is to seek out new life and new civilizations and you're literally going snips and snails and puppy dog tails instead of just being like oh look someone asked me a legitimate biological question about the species that I am 
when my job is going out and meeting new species mm-hmm. and being diplomatic in my relations with them, maybe I should share this scientific information instead of being a dork. I mean, in Riker's... And that's why I don't like Riker. In Riker's defense. Yeah. I you just, might be a little uncomfortable. Maybe. If a tentacle, what is it, eight-headed person? Seven-headed. Seven-headed Seven head, person. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Seven-headed person with tentacles talks to you and asks you what it's like to not have tentacles. Mm-hmm. Like, you might be uncomfortable because you don't know the stakes. You don't know if there's, like, sexual stuff or taboo stuff around that. And you might be inclined to recite that famous nursery <laughs> rhyme about not having tentacles, which goes a little like this. Tentacles? Tentacles. tentacles. I don't, don't have tentacles. 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 But I, I have spectacles. spectacles. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, what the fuck? And you'd be like, maybe I just made that up. I don't yeah. know. I'm uncomfortable right now. Uh-huh. Would you like to go into the second verse of the tentacles nursery rhyme that we know so well? I, I don't On this planet? I don't know that I'm going to have a choice. She's... <laughs> Knows tentacles, the word tentacles, tentacles, tentacles. I don't, don't have tentacles, tentacles but one, one of, of the, the suits of a tarot deck is pentacles. Pentacles, pentacles. Yeah. So, like, obviously. Everyone listening now, and you and I know that, like, backwards and forwards, say it in our sleep. Oh, yeah. My right. mom used to joke with me with that when I was, like, three. Yeah. yeah. And it's... then that third verse goes into how I don't have eight heads. <laughs> yeah. I don't have, have eight, eight heads. heads. I, I don't, don't have, have eight, eight heads. heads. You all know how that ends. It's, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> they have seven heads, by the way. We've discussed that. <laughs> You'd be the worst Enterprise person. Maybe I'd be mopping the rugs <laughs> and polishing the polyester seat yes. cushions and vacuum, I'm the uniform vacuumer. Vacuuming the whole I'm, I'm, I'm the velour care, care <laughs> specialist. I'm here for the floor cleaning. <laughs> I did notice that the Janai had velour while the Enterprise had baseline polyester. They had like light, like respandex. There, yeah. Oh, there's definitely a stretch yeah. to it. Um, I enjoyed my first TNG episode. Yay. Okay, good. I mean, I've always found the show a little boring. I don't, I mean. I could, I could see that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you have another gay or queer-ish or anything, even like a, a feminism one, let me know. I'll watch it. It's kind of I interesting. Like, I feel like every so often, every when there's a new Star Trek show, they're always like, we sexed it up and violenced it up a little bit. That means we as a species are going backwards. It's Star Trek. It's supposed to be kind of dull and cerebral and philosophical. That's sort of its jam. We have Fast and Furious for that. This See, now I wonder, like, who am I and where do I fit in with Star Trek versus Star Wars versus Battlestar versus Fast and Furious. You don't have to like any of versus, them. Versus... Um, I don't, I don't know what else there is out there. I read yeah. books. I read library you books. You read a lot of library I don't books. Know. Yeah. I can't wait till the library's open and we can just walk around. I know, right? I just have to do reserves now. Hey, listeners, send me your book recommendations, fiction, non, and otherwise. I am desperate. I guess, I guess sick. probably Tech War. <laughs> send me Tech War. It what? was written by William book? Shatner. No, it was William Shatner's book uh, series. We'll be avoiding that as hard as I can. Okay. All right. 
Well, thanks, Faith. You just offended yeah. all our tech war loving listeners. I am okay with that sacrifice. Okay. <laughs> well, Tweet at you. me. Bring it. Uh, thanks for the, this cool uh, TV show. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And if you have any other gay or trans episodes of your favorite shows that you would like us to uh, take a look at, we'd love to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making great content, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Link down below or download them on iTunes. For all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep, keep rebelling! rebelling.